Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I am Josh Hyman, taking this one solo today on this Monday night. It is late tonight. Um, It's been a busy Labor Day, getting back in that school grind. I know Tommy's busy with schoolwork, so that's why he can't join us today. But yeah, we are right in the swing of things. We are down to four teams remaining in the NHL bubble. Uh, The conference finals between the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then on the other side, the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights. So I will be getting into both of those series, giving my thoughts, my insights, my predictions, and all of that. Um, First things first, I guess we can look at the game that has already completed the series that has already completed or the game that's already completed not the series um dallas and vegas played yesterday sunday uh it was a it was a very very close defensive battle uh the stars took it one to nothing in the end um 20 looks at 25 shots on goal for each team dallas scored john klingberg had a goal in the first like two and a half minutes in so really set the tone early there for dallas and then Anton Hudobin hunkered down and had, I believe, his first ever playoff shutout. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure there. I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what I saw though. I know he was psyched after the game and uh, really just stole a win for his team. The the Golden Knights went back to Flurry, so I know after all that controversy um, between Lane, not between Laner and Flurry, but with Laner and Flurry and and Flurry's agent and all that. Um, it's interesting to see them go to uh, go to Flurry that game, but he played really well and um, got got the lead for Dallas. Uh, or, or he played really well uh, when, but when Dallas got the lead, you know, continued to battle down and, and and you know hunker down, play well, keep the puck out of the net. Just couldn't get the offense from his team. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go back to Flurry in game two, but who knows? Um, it, who knows with that team? They've had two really really good goalies. They've had that luxury for sure um, which is nice for them I think another thing to note um, that I <clears throat> that I've been seeing a lot on Twitter is the the players are getting a bit of a bubble shock as they're they're moving from oh, I don't know if, I can't even remember if it's Toronto to Edmonton or Edmonton to, to Toronto but I know the the amenities in the one that they have moved to are are remarkably worse than the ones that they were in previously I don't 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 ask me which ones are which because I, I can't keep track but yeah um, so that's some, some, certainly something to note there, um, as well as that Capitals article. I don't know if any of you guys saw that. Uh, Michael Russo posted an article basically saying that the Capitals were were treating the bubble like um, like a, like a party zone and just throwing pool parties, drinking every day, not really taking it too seriously. And uh, I think I think that's. Just, Maybe not the same sort of vibe, but similar similar uh, attitude that Tommy and I have been alluding to with the Blues in recent in recent episodes. Just that they weren't fully bought in. I don't know if it was to the extent um, that the Capitals were, you know, with partying all the time and stuff like that. But I think it's just uh, was a little bit easier for 
teams with with recent Stanley Cups, aka the Blues and the Caps, to, to sort of write this this playoffs off um, and and sort of relax and and live life in the bubble, I guess, live it up. Um, but who knows? Uh, definitely, uh, definitely a tough look there. I know right afterwards when they, they fired their coach, um, the the report that came out was they they wanted to hire a guy who who could push the players a little more. Um, so I guess I guess there, there was some frustration with the with the lack of commitment from the the Caps players, um, and I know that they were alluding to Mike Babcock being hired by them as well, which is very frustrating to see as a hockey fan. I would love to see them see the NHL expand its its coaching uh, depth. Uh, for the first time ever it's just the same the same 31 soon to be 32 guys just getting cycled from team to team it seems like um no one learning their lesson babcock in washington would be interesting though especially given his reputation and the way he left toronto um a lot of people kind of turned on him he he was in very very high regard for a while there as known as one of the best coaches in the league and then all that all those reports came out uh from toronto of, of his mistreatment of young players and and stuff like that so it would be interesting to see if that was just true to his character or the Toronto media playing it up or the pressure of Toronto or or a combination of all three who knows um my prediction would be it would he would not work out with whatever team he went to maybe initially maybe early on uh he, he he would have success with the team but he seems like the guy that that his coaching style wears heavy on you after a while um I think we saw that with Toronto younger players got a little frustrated and and uh tired of his antics um especially towards the end there that we saw um but yeah, getting back to the Dallas Vegas series, I think that was a really telling game one and and sort of what I would expect out of a series like that. Um, a tight defensive battle. It's frustrating we didn't get to see Colorado in that in that series because we definitely wouldn't be having one nothing games if that were the case. But it's a bit of a different end of the spectrum in terms of being able to appreciate the game, being able to appreciate those tight defensive one nothing games. They're they're gripping to watch. They're fun to watch, even though it's it's sort of boring trap style hockey. It's 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 crazy the momentum swings in those tight games and those are the games you have to win if you're going to win the Stanley Cup so props to Dallas for for showing up and really locking it down that game um, Klingberg played really well but honestly look at Heisken and most minutes out of any stars player 25 minutes on defense uh, he's been absolutely laying it up for them one of the leaders in points I know um, th- this far I think he, yeah, he is the leader in points um, in terms of players remaining. Miro Heiskanen with 21. Only guys ahead of him are McKinnon and Rantanen, but they are or Rantanen is tied with 21. But those the Colorado Avalanche are no longer in the bubble. Neither are uh, Pedersen and Miller. So the next the next closest guy is Braden Point with 18. I don't know if that's updated though because I know they're playing right now and he did score a goal. But shout out to Miro Heiskanen, absolutely lighting it up for the Dallas Stars um, and and playing a playing a great game on defense too. Um, really keeping the minute we're, we're seeing the young young revolution in the NHL it's frustrating that the Blues don't necessarily have anyone quite as dominant as, as the high skin ninja the Kale McCars but I digress that's a, that's a conversation for another day but yeah looking at the rest of the series um, I'm going to be interested to see tomorrow if if the, the style of play opens up a little bit more or if that, that those one nothing games are the norm for the rest of the series um, because if they are I'd say advantage Vegas. Um, I think Vegas is a little bit better built for that um, with their with their defensive forwards um, and, and they're really really solid goaltending. I think Kudobin. I don't know if he can be relied on to to win 
um, multiple games in that fashion, assuming Bishop doesn't come back. Uh, but but who knows? Dallas has been proving a lot of people wrong all playoffs. They were the lowest scoring regular season team and then uh, blew the barn doors off of the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, so who knows? Maybe they're, maybe they're just built for it. Um, they gave the Blues a really good run last year and maybe they're hungry. Maybe this is their, this is the opportunity that they wanted um, for a new and improved Dallas Stars team. But speaking of new and improved, let me tell you about the new and improved Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever no exaggeration and the new and improved built bar is even better tasting 18 amazing flavors some with nuts some without nuts um so whatever your preference is they built bar has something for you plus the six brand new delicious flavors including caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisp Ooh, baby those sound so good uh the best part is all bars are covered in 100 chocolate they are soft and easy to chew and the kicker, the reason why I love them so much is Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. They are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for a diet or just a snack or to refuel, whatever it may be. My favorite flavor, personally, out of the new ones, I really, really like the Cherry Barcia, but my favorite's got to be the Cookies and Cream. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about that one. It's got 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you will get $10 off your next order. That's promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. And we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, all right, all right. Just me today. No, no one else to no one else to bring back in. But getting to the other side of the spectrum, the other series, I would say across the pond, but they're all in one location right now. The Tampa Bay Lightning and New York Islanders are midway through the second, uh, a couple minutes in. To the second period, the Lightning currently leads three to one and have looked absolutely dominant. Uh, Braden Point opened the scoring a minute and fourteen seconds in with a with a really pretty uh, just just goal scorer's goal. Powered his way down the wing, cuts to the front of the net, and and before I think it was was it Grice in that? Uh, I know they switched goalies, um, so I apologize for that. I, I don't remember who was first, but um, anyways, yeah, Braden Point scores a a really pretty goal there. Um, to open up the scoring. Yeah, so Thomas Grace wasn't for that first goal. They went to Varlamov after the third goal. But yeah, moving forward, a uh, minute and 14 seconds in, Braden Point opens the scoring for Tampa. They look fast. They look dominant. They look scary the same way that they've looked throughout these entire playoffs. Um, but a few minutes later, Jordan Eberle proves why the New York Islanders are here and evens it up at one on the power play with a nice wrister. Um, Islanders, you know, pesky staying in it, sort of under the radar catching teams off guard like they did there. Next thing you know, they're back in the game. But then four minutes after that, Victor Hedman, maybe the best defender in the NHL, maybe in the conversation for one of the best all-around players in the NHL, um, scores a goal on the power play to get the lead right back for Tampa. It is two-to-one lightning. Um, And then... Two minutes later, Ryan McDonough with a slap shot goal. 
and there goes Grice. That's the end of his day. Um, and it is three to one uh, Tampa after that. And literally as we are speaking, Speaking as I am recording this right now, looks like Yanni Gord scored a goal. Um, and it's now 4-1 to one Tampa, just four minutes into the second. They are leading 11-7 to seven in shots, but four goals and 11 shots. Uh, this is this was my my concern for, for New York, was their goaltending. Um, I don't think that they have the goaltending depth necessary to um, to go deep into a playoff run, uh, and especially the goaltending depth to survive against a team like Tampa, and it's definitely showing so far. Tampa's got just absurd depth um, up and down their lineup. I mean, you look at guys like the, the obvious, like the the Braden Point, Victor Hedman, Nikita Kucherov. Like they're maybe they're probably the three best all around players um, that are on the roster right now. And yeah, they're they're spectacular and they're gonna and they're gonna dominate you. But then you look then you look even deeper down their lineup and you got a guy like Andy Gord with four goals. Um, Andre Palat's been one of the best players in the playoffs so far. Um, Patrick Maroon was a tremendous pickup for them. Able Able to able to go down low and screen and was was probably one of the most vital pieces of that overtime winner against Boston. Set the screen out front, allowed um, Hedman to get the shot off. Um, and so their depth is tremendous. Their defense is really really good. Obviously, um, Victor Hedman's a monster. But then you look you look down. You got the another young guy, Mikhail Sergachev, is really really good. Ryan McDonough, another all star defenseman. Kevin Shattenkirk, a great a great uh, guy to have on your back end. Uh, this Tampa team is built deep. They're built dominant. And after watching uh, the the Vegas-Dallas game and then watching the first period of that Tampa-Islanders game, I think it's it's the t- Tampa's cup to lose this year. Um, I think they're in a league of their own compared to the rest of the teams. I think Vegas would give them a really, really tough matchup. I think they would wipe the floor with Dallas. So it, it all depends, you know, as long as they can get out of the series, which isn't a given, you know, no, no, no hate on the the Islanders they're here for a reason and it's hockey anything can happen um gotta expect expect um the unexpected as we saw last year you know last place team to first place with a with a behind a rookie goalie so definitely uh definitely not over yet um but it's looking good for them Hopefully it's hopefully it's um, uh, a year that they can break the break the the curse that's weighed on them recently. They haven't really had playoff success with this current core um, in terms of getting a Stanley Cup. They've gotten close a couple times, but injuries or some problem or another have have had them come up short. I know they don't have Stamkos this entire series. Who knows? Um, if he'd be available for a potential Stanley Cup final, but they've been doing just fine without him. They have the depth to survive without him, as we are seeing right now, and and they're just dominating the Islanders. I, I, I don't think I see Tampa taking longer than like five or six games to win this series. Um, so I guess if we were giving, if I'm giving a last last second prediction, I, I'd go with the Tampa in that series and Vegas in the other. But I think it's going to be a, a tough series for Vegas to pull out there. And then Stanley Cup pick, I'd go with Tampa. Um, but again, who knows? A lot to a lot can change. A lot can happen in these next few weeks, next few games. So we will see. Um, getting close to the end of today's episode, so we will head to one more short break, and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode. 
All right. So, breaking down a bit of the a bit of the everything we've covered today, and then some some bits and pieces from around the league and around the Blues news. Um, Tampa is currently winning, as we know. Uh, Dallas Dallas is up one nothing in their series. So it, the way it stands right now, it will be Tampa up one zero and Dallas up one zero. Uh, great series going on so far. The field is is getting smaller very quickly. It feels like just a few days ago the Blues were still in it. Um, it's a shame there. Oh, well, what can you do? Um, I did see another report that said the Blues have the most money committed to their forwards out of any team currently uh, as far as next season goes. Obviously, those numbers are going to change when teams resign guys and stuff. But that, to me, is a pretty glaring sign that the next move, if there is a next move, to sign Jake Allen, or to sign Jake Allen, Wow. Um, the next move after trading Jake Allen to sign Alex Petrangelo should be to hopefully dump a forward contract just because if you're looking to you know sign a big free agent and then you're also the team who has the most money on their books uh, to their forward core, it seems pretty obvious there where the money can come from in order to sign a guy like Petrangelo. Uh, if we're looking at it, though, we've said it time and time again, the names that are sticking out to me, Tyler Bozak, if possible, Alex Steen, if possible. I think Zach Sanford is a pretty vali- viable option. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some creativity from Doug Armstrong. I know Jaden Schwartz's name has been thrown around a lot just in like predictions and stuff. I, I honestly wouldn't like to see Jaden Schwartz go. I think he's a really, really valuable member of this team, but I trust Doug Armstrong. I trust that whatever he's got up his sleeve, it's got the, got the best interest of the team in mind, the best interest of the long-term future of the team in mind. Um, obviously, the Jake Allen trade was, was tough for, for fans to see it was tough for me to see i love jake i love what he brings to this team but it's a move that needed to happen and i think that's what we're going to see moving forward or a few more moves that unfortunately need to happen whether that move is letting petrangelo walk or trading alex Steen or something there there's going to be some 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 painful painful moments i think um we're gonna have to say goodbye to to some familiar names but it's a step in the next chapter step step moving forward the blues need to retool you know they're they're far from having their window be closed this is going to be a very telling trying off season for them maybe they take a little bit of a step back next year uh, who knows but trying times plus we're in the bubble plus we're in a pandemic it's going to be a wild ride but i'm looking forward to going on it with all of you guys listening at home it's been a lot of fun getting back to five back, getting back up to five episodes a week we have loved bringing all this content to you so thank you guys so much for listening follow us on instagram and twitter at locked on blues follow me on twitter at josh hyman nhl i know he's not here but you can follow tommy at t welcher 15 and as always thanks so much everyone one of you for listening uh, Tommy isn't here so I can promote the Celtics all I want if you didn't watch they just blew out the Toronto Raptors to take a 3-2 series lead which means Jason Tatum the St. Louis native and the Boston Celtics I know it's tough they're a Boston team but trust me they're so much fun to watch and I'm biased because I am from Boston but still Blues fan whatever <laughs> check out St. Louis native Jason Tatum he is one win away from from the conference finals for the, for the second time in his young career so that's that's been fun um watch some hockey stay inside stay safe and as always